0: Welcome back to the Passive Road to Retirement Podcast. We're your hosts, Andrew Jarrett and Nick Cooper. Today, we're joined by Yuri Alex. Yuri is a real estate investor with eight years of experience and the founder of Golan's Capital. He is the owner-operator of two small multifamily buildings, which he rents out long-term and short-term. He is a house hacker and a private lender to fix and flip real estate investors, He's also invested in over 500 apartment units. Yuri, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you, Andrew and Nick. Uh, very
2: happy to be here. Well, we're awesome. Glad to have you, Yuri. So I'll kind of start off real quick. If you could just tell us, hey, what kind of started you in real estate?
1: So I was uh, with my W-2 job. Um, I've always liked uh, real estate in general. My dad was an entrepreneur in, in Colombia, South America. And that's always been in the back of my mind. But um, I was in my W-2 um, and I met this uh, guy that was working with me. He was my coworker and he was already dabbling in real estate. Um, you know, fast forward to today, he's very successful. He was my first mentor and he helped me um, get uh, started with uh fourplex. So I, wouldn't have, I would not have never thought about my first deal uh, being a fourplex. Um, but I had a mentor, a friend from um, my old job. That um you know, helped me along the way. and that was my my first uh, exposure to real estate. I, I did have a single family home um that almost doesn't count. It was an investment, but I, I had a tenant there, but um but yeah, uh, basically uh, that fourplex with uh, with this mentor from work was what got me introduced um, into real estate investing.
2: yeah, it was it was your entry drug. so what what about that fourplex what made it such a good deal and a good way to start?
1: So something my mentor always taught me was look for deals that will improve your lifestyle significantly. You know, don't just look for any deal that you have to work a ton. You're probably going to learn, which is good, but you're just going to work a ton. And then at the end, all you have is that experience. Uh, but you know, the cash flow is really not not there. So even if you take longer, so don't do as many deals. Just just fight that one gem that's always going to significantly increase your lifestyle that fourplex um was one of the reasons i was able to quit my w2 job early 2021 yeah i love it It, it's just it can be just that one
2: deal away from freeing you so it is that one deal like same as for me i took my 24 units what freed me as well so now i love it
0: that's awesome absolutely so how'd that deal work did you come up with the down payment? Did you guys partner on that? Kind of, maybe you can go through the specifics on how that came together.
1: So I analyzed a ton of properties, um, you know, duplexes, triplexes, fourplex. Um, You know, I actually put offers as well, you know, Jacksonville, Florida, Orlando, Cocoa Beach, Tampa, Sarasota, St. Pete. Those were like my markets that I was, I also also, I was living in Miami back then. So I was also looking in Miami, but I knew it was probably not gonna be in South Florida, so I was just doing a lot of, um, you know, driving around. I I used to call it back then, real estate patrol. Then I found out it was called driving for dollars. <laughs> so I used to do that a lot. Um, started getting educated, you know, listening to Bigger Pockets podcasts. There there weren't that many podcasts back then, so pretty much Bigger Pockets was like the only one that was known. Uh, so just listening to a lot of podcasts, reading the books. So all of that education, driving around, and understanding the local markets, um, you know, got uh, the people around me to trust me into doing a deal with them. So my dad, for example, he's an entrepreneur. Um, he had sold a property in Colombia. He wanted to partner with me. You know, he, he never went, would, you know, offer to partner with me before, but then he saw that I really had, I did the education. Um, I understood the local markets and I know what was a good deal or not. Uh, so, so I partnered with my dad. Uh, my wife um, had an apartment in Miami. She also trusted me. She said, "We're gonna do this." She sold her apartment in Miami. I had a house in Orlando. Um, I also sold my house. Uh, so we all pitched in together. At the end, we were still short like fifty thousand. We brought my my brother in um, with a, a smaller amount of the equity. So it was really just um, just finding the money, you know. And uh, at first, it's easiest with your uh, with your immediate closest uh, family members. And as you start, you know, getting more track record, then that extends to your uncles, cousins, friends, and then the sky's the limit. So yeah, but that's basically how I started and how I funded the deal. I think mean, that's a good thing for everyone to kind of remember that's listening, is like when you're
2: first starting out, you go to your power base and that's gonna be people that know you because a lot of them may not understand real estate, but they trust you and know that you know what you're doing.
1: Yep. And it took me getting educated, really knowing the markets. So when they asked me questions, I really knew what I was talking about. Uh, I had a, a solid business plan. You know, every pro- property was different. You know, some were good for Airbnb, some were good for long-term rentals. So just getting all that knowledge and creating those business plans gave the confidence to, to my wife and my dad to invest with me. And we all pitched in and we were able to do our first deal.
0: Hey, everyone. Hope you're enjoying this episode. Are you ready to maximize your real estate investing to its full potential? Send me an email at andrew at jarrettcapital.com and take your life and business to all new levels. That's Andrew at J A R R E T T Maybe you can talk a little bit more about private lending. So you lend to fix and flip real estate investors. I believe you've done some fix and flips. On your own as well, right? How yeah. the transition worked.
1: So uh, I wouldn't really say on my own. Um, I've had a partner uh with whom I've done uh the fix and flips. Um I did one I did one on my own, but I, I would call that a more of a wholesale deal because I, I didn't do anything, I just sat on it for a few months and then sold it. Um uh, so yeah, I had a partner um uh with whom I was doing the fix and flips. Um, very solid guy. He he does about 15, 20 flips um, a year in Jacksonville, Florida. And uh, with him, we did a few flips. And and then I became a private lender for him. So I, I don't really do private lending for for anyone. It, it just happened. It just, you know, the, the structure of our deals made more sense uh, by me being a private lender. Uh, worked for me, worked for him. And then we did that uh, a few times as well. Um, And then as I dabbled more into larger multifamily, which is what I did later, um, I started um, pivoting those funds and kind of just going uh, and investing them uh, in multifamily.
0: That makes sense. And you prefer multifamily now, I'm guessing, to single family?
1: (laughs) Yes. uh, I'm a a big uh, believer on looking more at your return on effort. Um, I like, I, I really love what, Bra- how uh, Brandon Turner calls, uh, you know, being an architect of your business, yeah. not a DIYer, not a self-employee, um, not a, a project manager, and hopefully not a CEO. You know, the fourth one, it's being the architect where you're just providing the energy and, um, and you're the face of the, of the business. And by you, you hire people to do everything. Um, so those are the businesses that I like. and then. Uh, having that mindset and then learning about multifamily syndication, it, it basically put it all together because that's exactly what I like. I like doing things where we have a team where the roles are established. Everyone has a a defined role, and everyone gets compensated. Um, uh, having that role in mind, depending on what they do uh, in each deal, and and then the sky's the limit. You're able to scale, you know, rapidly and continue to do to do more partnerships or strategic alliances.
2: Uh, that's, a, that's a great point.
1: It's not just the working harder.
2: So a millionaire doesn't just work harder than you. He works on the right thing and the, and the right uh, vessel to get you to that point. Like That's why you're in multifamily because a lot of these deals to close because you have a team and whatnot with multifamily take as much work, sometimes less, than a single family deal.
1: Absolutely. Uh, you get the economies of scale. You get uh, You maximize those operational efficiencies. And you're able to do um, a lot more things with the same or with less, uh, you know, dividing, you know, taking into account how many people are involved, you know, helping out, you know, for due diligence, uh, to make important decisions, asset management. Uh, There's just so many people that are involved in these deals uh, with a lot of combined expertise that it just made sense to me when I got introduced uh, to this asset class and of course there's things that I want to apply to do different with the experience that I've had there's always ways you can improve you should always continue to strive uh to be better uh which I am I'm I'm uh, definitely uh pivoting adjusting changing uh just to make sure my business is always getting better and better well, Yeah, makes sense
0: great points and i agree with multifamily i mean single family house maybe or Five hundred thousand, right? You're playing with multifamily. You could be doing a fifty million dollar deal. You can afford better management. You can afford better attorneys, more people. It's more slice to the pie. So there's, there's definitely advantages to that. Now you spoke about house hacking as well. Maybe you can kind of go into detail. You know how you've done that and and what you're doing, what that looks like.
1: Yeah. So um, we we were started. We started on the renovations for the fourplex. Uh, it was all short term rentals. And um, we're still not making any income. We didn't make any income on that property for the first two and a half years. Mm -hmm. So we're still looking for ways uh, that we can, you know, get some cash flow. I was still with my W-2 job. So in 2019, um, we were looking at properties and uh, specifically more uh, duplexes um, with me and my wife. We wanted to have our own deal. We didn't have any partners at all. So we looked at a bunch of uh, duplexes and we got pre-approved. You know that puts a lot of pressure on you to pull the trigger. So, you know, I analyzed a lot of properties, and I guess I was in the right place at the right time. I didn't know it back then, but it was a great time to buy real estate, mm-hmm. and I was able to find um, you know a few deals. We also found the house of our dreams for almost the same price, and we stuck to our. We were disciplined, and we said we found the house of our dreams. We maybe can afford it but we're just going to stick to investing and we're going to do a duplex. We're going to rent one and leave it the other. So we we passed on our house of our dreams and we we did a duplex. And then fast forward to today, that was great deal. You know, uh, we're pretty much, um, that deal pays for about 90% of oh, 85% maybe of our mortgage insurance and taxes. We only have to come up um, out of pocket, like $500. And we rent a small apartment, which is a 2 2, and we live in a 4 3 on the other side. So it's very comfortable. We're not really sacrificing anything. It's a very comfortable place. We can have guests uh, come over and visit us. It's just a lot of space, and we get to almost pay for all of our living expenses by having a tenant next door. So it's like all winning. <laughs> yeah, definitely one, one of the best. Um, you know business decisions that we've made and it was tempting to buy the house of our dreams but we're going to hold off on that you know that's coming later down the line
2: it's a short-term sacrifice for a long-term gain i think you're thinking in you know the 5 10 year timeline when a lot of people think about hey what's the best for me in the next 6 months or a year so you're thinking more of the long term
1: yeah definitely um looking for instant gratification uh it's it's not the right play, if you really want to accumulate wealth, if you want to secure a a good future for your family, you know, multi-generational wealth, um, there's definitely, uh, usually the good deals, the more um, risk-adjusted deals uh, are going to be long-term. So that's something to take into consideration.
2: No, I like it. And just kind of shifting gears a bit, I've seen you on social media and you're doing a lot of stuff in Spanish and whatnot. Can you kind of expand upon that?
1: Yeah. So as I was getting, I haven't been doing multifamily syndication for, for a whole lot. I've only been doing this for about like 15 months, uh, which is when I met uh, Nick, you know, it's a a funny story. I don't know if we'll have time to, to tell it, but anyhow, so I've only been doing this for, for not, a while, so I figured I have to get my track record, you know, I have to do deals. And while I do that, I think the best uh, use of my time is to uh, build a brand, you know, a personal brand, um, you know, while I learn the, the business and while I get involved and also create my platform, create uh, my infrastructure. Uh, what I mean by that, it's um, having a really good website Having a good email sequence, so you can send um, emails to your email list. Uh, posting on social media, so that's that's been the the main focus of my first you know twelve months um, in the business. Um, while I started doing deals, most of my time was being spent at building my brand, creating my infrastructure, you know, my website, my email list, and. And, um, social media, if you want to really be, um, if you want to really grow your audience through social media, you have to be consistent, very consistent. So I've been posting five times a week and I've been doing it for, since December of 2021. Um, I have already multiple, I've already grew. I went from 300 followers right now. I have a little bit under 2,100. Uh, so it's still not a lot. But it's growing, you know, it's growing. Um, and um, and I'm getting the right audience. Um, I'm happy to say that I have raised capital from, inv- from uh, investors that I met through social media. We didn't have friends in common. Uh, we didn't know um, yeah. anyone in our circle. They're already investing with me. So it's already paying uh, its dividends. I'm also adding a lot of value. Uh, I'm also thinking of social media in the long term. I'm not too worried about how do I monetize it I'm not, I'm not concerned about how much money I'm going to make on social media. That's not, um, if you want to get into social media, that's really long-term. Uh, it's really about building, establishing your brand and you should monetize way, way later. If you do it too fast, that's uh, also a mistake. Uh, so, um, I like the strategy. I think it's, uh, Gary V. he says, um, you know, uh, it should be his his strategy uh, for social media, and just building his brand in, in general. It's uh, job, 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 and then right hook. So you first add value many times, and then you worry about, you know, how uh, you can monetize if there's uh, an opportunity, but it's gonna come organic, which I love. I, I don't like to be a salesperson. Uh, so I figured, let me just add value to people, teach them how to invest. I don't only have stuff about um, about a multifamily. I also talk about me being a house hacker because it's what I'm doing. I also talk about fix and flips because I've done a few. And I also talk about short-term rentals because I am a r- short-term rental operator. So I only talk about things that I have personal experience with and of course multifamily. Uh, but I'm not trying to, in the short term, you know, monetize that in any way, just adding a ton of value to people, creating an audience, creating a community, um, and then, uh, you know, the sky's the limit. I think it's a great thing that you're telling
2: your story and that's what people gravitate towards, especially on social media, is you're telling that story of how you're doing it. And from personal experience, if you're just spinning facts, that doesn't really resonate with an investor and whatnot. Like the whole old saying is, what's that? Uh, facts, facts tell and stories sell. So I think that's what I've seen you do as far as like what you're doing is like people gravitate towards towards you and you are the brand.
0: Yeah.
1: And and you mentioned something about me uh doing it in Spanish. Yeah. So I've always been uh big on 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 a niche focusing on a niche that's uh going to allow you to actually um have people actually listen to your message. Mm-hmm. If you if your message is broad and it's for everyone then you're going to get no one to listen to it. But if your message is direct and specific to a target audience, then some people will listen to it. Uh, It's better to have some than no one. So having said that, uh, I always figured that Latin Americans uh, like myself, they don't have access to this type of deals in multifamily. Uh, They don't have access to the same amount of education. They also have a language barrier a a lot of times. So my... My vision was to kind of bridge that gap by doing all my content in Spanish so they could learn about real estate, you know, house hacking, short-term rentals, fix and flip, multifamily, and they could have access to better deals, um, better deals, um, that like, like multifamily passive deals that they could invest in, uh, things that they would have never found on their own. And that's kind of where I come in. So, so that's why I wanted to do it in Spanish. Um, I've always been tempted to kind of just go back to doing it in English, but you know, I, I'm so far I've been able to fo- to just uh, stick to it, stick to that audience um, that has already you know uh, grown from from when I where I started, and so far so good. You know, excited, excited about the future, and just keep going.
0: It's great. Yeah. So speaking of today is May third, right, 2023. We've got the Fed's decision tomorrow on whether they're gonna you know hike rates, pause. Whatever is going to happen, I guess, looking forward, there's a lot of, you know, people that are scared, unsure right now in the market. With that being said, what are you most excited about right now? And is there anything that kind of makes you nervous or keeps you up at night looking forward?
1: So I am excited about the opportunity that's coming for real estate in general, whether you want to go into being a fix and flipper, right now, it's not a great time to do it. I think in a few months, it's gonna be a great time to do it. If you wanna buy a small multifamily, if you wanna buy large multifamily, if you wanna invest passively in multifamily deals, I think that um, there's gonna be a lot of opportunity. I'm actually very excited about the things that are coming uh, so far because here's what's, what's gonna happen. So the Fed is gonna probably raise one time, maybe raise two more times, You know, probably 25 basis points. That's the consensus um but interest rates already peaked they already peaked you know they're going to stay more or less at the same level uh they've actually come down and they just keep you know they just keep going up and down at around the same uh range uh but they already peaked and um we're no longer going to see those uh 75 basis points uh increases and as soon as the fed stops um uh raising Mortgage rates are going to come down. Um, all rates are going to come down for commercial too, and that's when things are going to get very interesting. Um, there's a lot of um, multifamily operators that are in pain right now, which creates a lot of opportunity for um, for uh, multifamily syndicators or investors in general. Because this is good. This applies in all asset classes in real estate. If you want to buy, you're going to find great deals. Yeah. So that's what I'm really excited about. And I know, of course, I've already had some experience. I've already done um, three deals as a general partner and two deals as a passive investor. So I'm going to apply everything that I've learned to make sure that I can continue improving the quality of the deals that I'm doing and improving um, my skill set, improving my systems, uh, just to make sure that I continue to bring... Um, very good opportunities for for my network oh, i love
2: it i think kind of what to expand upon what you said as far as with multifamily, you know most deals right now are going to be even with the debt probably anywhere from 10 to 20 percent off or so so if you just hold these deals and they cash flow when you can refinance it, you're going to have that value just realized so that's just a good way of thinking about hey you got to think of the macro but also if you think longer term, like in the five-year horizon, like you're gonna be all right.
1: Yeah, imagine imagine a deal working today in this market. How good is that deal gonna be in two years and then yep. in four years? So I'm really excited about that, um, looking forward. And uh, the greatest transfers of wealth happen in these type of cycles. So, um, you know, it's the time to be learning, to be educating yourself, to be active to be looking at deals analyzing properties learning understanding the markets and pulling the trigger so uh, i think it's probably the best time in the history to do that
2: I'm with you
0: uh, for somebody just starting out looking to get that first stream of passive income what would be your number one strategy for them to to go out and get that so if they want to
1: do passive income specifically, I would still recommend them to get uh, some education. Of course, they're not going to be active in the deal, but they should still be uh, get uh, educated enough to mitigate their fears. If they've never invested passively, you know it's scary to just hand, you know, 50, a hundred thousand dollars to someone else, and don't have any control of that. So do your homework. Uh, I'm not. I mean, if you have a job or if you have or, or real estate or you're not an active investor that's fine but get a, a some level of education so that you're comfortable making the decision and so a lot of times more important than the deal is the operator behind the deal so so there's there's three things it's um is the operator running the is probably the most important one the market where the deal is super important and then the deal itself those are the three things that you need to learn a little bit about, maybe not, not be an expert, but know enough so you can feel com- comfortable making a decision and then just make a decision, you know, interview uh, operators, you know, uh, general partners uh, that are doing deals, interview them, ask them hard questions. You know, what was, what is your track record? What has gone wrong in, in your deals? Do you invest money in your deals? Um, what is the the biggest mistake you've made? you know ask ask those questions everyone's going to answer them differently and it's going to give you an idea of how they think how they invest to make sure it aligns with your investment uh, objectives your risk profile your values your personality so so that's my advice just get some education and start meeting the the players that are active so that you can decide uh, who you're going to invest with
2: Great response. I think that just uh, hits the nail on the head is, is like a lot of times it's the operator. So a great operator can make a bad deal good and a good deal great.
0: Very true.
1: 100%.
0: Uh, what would be the... we got one more question then we'll get into our five to thrive. So oh what would be your, our, your number one takeaway for our audience to absorb from this episode?
1: Many things um so i've done a a few things that you know different we've spoken about short-term rentals fix and flip um house hacking they're all great strategies i think that investing in real estate there's nothing wrong on the decision more than making a decision so they all were great for different people. Now, for me, the reason I got involved in multifamily syndication is because I wanted to be involved in the, in in opportunities that had a passive component. So I wanna go back in the part of the episode where I mentioned where there's a team involved. Everyone has a role in, in the project, in the investment, and it's very uh, defined. And then you combine all that experience and then you're able to make decisions uh in the future when you have problems or how to improving things um and just you know doing great you know when you have that uh team in place um it allows you to do that so for anyone listening to the episode i switched from doing smaller deals into more passive opportunities because of that because there's a team in place with a track record with experience So, um, so that you can, you don't have to worry about toilets, tenants and time, because even though I recommend a little bit of education, you don't have to invest uh, the same amount of time that we do
0: on these deals. Yeah, it's a great point. Totally agree with you there. Um, what would be a good way for people to reach out and contact you or follow you on social media?
1: So my, my Instagram handle, which is where I, Post the most up to date content, it's uh Yuri Alex Investor. And um my email is uh yuri.gomez at golandsgroup.com. I want to spell Golands Group, it's G-O-L-A-N-D-S-G-R-O-U-P. And you know, you can just send me an email. You can add me on Instagram, it's the same handle for YouTube, Facebook, and TikTok. Uh, Yuri Alex Investor, you can, you know, find me there.
0: Awesome. So now we get into our five to thrive section. So this is a word association game, and I'm just going to rattle off five words right in a row. And just give me the first word or phrase that comes to your mind. And the opening caveat you cannot repeat your answer twice. Okay. Oh, boy. All right. Here <laughs> we go. <laughs> first one is private lending. Great cash flow. House hacking.
1: Best first investment ever.
0: (laughs) Multifamily.
1: Best passive investment.
0: Time freedom. Everything. And Golands Capital.
1: It's a great company that offers risk adjustment, um, opportunities for investors to passively invest where we diversify operators, locations, markets, and different risk profiles within the assets. We do C uh, class, B
0: class. Awesome. Well, Yuri, thanks so much for coming on the show. It was great to have you. Thanks,
1: Yuri. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. It was a great time.